Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hit it now. All right, here we go on a Friday. That was a weird start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we Are go. you dying? You sound like an go. old Victorian here child. We go. <laughs> here we go on a Friday. What's up, everybody? It's Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Drew Nixon with you. Coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, a little Club 610. We got Scott Reese, sports director over at KCTV5, joining us. I guess I should have taken a sip of water right New before. New person in the club. Yeah, we haven't had Scott on the show before. He's still somewhat new to the KC area. He's been here, I don't remember, it was a couple of years ago now? A year and a half? Yeah. Newish, right after Danny Welniak left, our good friend over at KC, or now at the KC Current. Um, yeah, so right after that or so, that feels right. Yeah, I was on with Scott last week on, on Channel 5. We were talking a little bit. I'm like, yeah, we haven't had you in studio before. Let's do it. So he's coming in on Friday, uh, which is now today, and looking forward to, to getting to know him a little bit more uh, with our audience and uh, get his perspective also on a little college football. He called games for Stanford a couple years ago as well. So looking forward to having Scott join us on the show at some point uh, today as well. We'll obviously get back into some of the stadium conversations, both with Scott and otherwise. I saw some stuff come out of Nashville uh, today with uh, them breaking down on their stadium. If you're wondering what it looks like to have a brand new $2.1 billion stadium plan versus a $800 million renovation, just take a peek over at Nashville and see what's going on there. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, Obviously, because it's a brand new stadium and it costs $2 million. So, of course, it looks cool. Can we start with the most important thing? 
I don't think in the history of this show we've ever led with this, <laughs> but screw it. Let's do it this time. How about those ruse? You doubted, Gold. Oh, sitting on the show, be like, oh, what if I faded you? What if That's I bet against you? And That's, I said, it's... fine, then take my action instead of me taking my money to the sports wagering websites, and we'll just bet against each other. Ruse, a four-and-a-half-point underdog at tip. I only got them at, at – they were three-and-a-half when I bet you. They were plus 200 by the time tip it, and I didn't even want – I just wanted them straight up on the money line. And what did the Ruse do? Win by 15 Beat the hell out of Denver. Crushed him in the second half. You Venmoed me with eight minutes to go in I the did. game. I did. You didn't even have to wait till I, the end. It was over. I didn't. Look, the uh, the bet was more about wanting to bet against you than it was wanting to bet against the, the, the ruse. ruse. It was the fact uh, that you wanted to bet something. Betting against the Ruse is betting against me. You know, it's the uh, same. Yeah. So you're rocking the, the uh, UMKC, the old school UMKC uh, logo and yeah. everything that you got there. No, they got the win. You know, look, the, the Pioneers, the last time I ever backed the Denver Pioneers, you know. <laughs> That's it's it la- for you. It's the last you're time. Never them again? The last time I ever backed the Denver. They had a C. Season low offensive output. Not that we need to spend too much time on it, but just for perspective on everything. They were terrible. They but, were you know, awful. the Roos started one for eight from the field yeah. and still had the mm-hmm. lead by half mm-hmm. and then cruised in the second half. Mm-hmm. I want to point out, I know, uh, you know, you, you host a sports wagering show on Saturdays. We talk yes. about wagering on the show. I don't know if you know this. I just want to give you a little nugget. You know, a little nugget for the people who like to wager on. UMKC <laughs> okay. is six straight road covers against the spread. And are ten and one against the spread in their last eleven games. No one's better to bet on than the Roos. <laughs> you be cleaning up. You're betting on somebody the on the backside. Somebody who's not talking about this is winning a lot of money on the Roos. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's there probably is some sharp because I'm always like, is there a single person on earth who's just been betting all eleven of these games? But you know it is gold. People do find the little niche win that seems to be going somewhere. And right now, Jim Casey, winners of five in a row. Currently tied for the second seed in the Summit League. They got a real chance to go to the tournament for the first time in my life where it's actually realistic. Like, yeah, it's, they not, can win it's their, not a long uh, shot. They, they could win their conference tournament, Cody. That's what they have to do, as we know, to get in. Well, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. No, I look, you know, senior night. Senior night for Denver. We're I think it's time it. to find new new coaching in Denver, you know? Wow, you're calling for yeah. a coaching change in Denver? Yeah. Like yeah. Do you even know what their head coach's name is? I don't. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, nobody should know it at this point in time. That was an abysmal effort from his team on senior night. Mm. Also, you're- poor turnout. What kind of support are they giving for the Pioneer program? Jeff Woolbrun. Mm-hmm. He's a court cur- look nice. Oh, boy. His, his cell phone's just right on the internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> call him up. <laughs> call up Jeff Woolbrun. Just to what? Complain to him about the effort? No. Again, shouldn't have down the ruse. What a victory. Of course, I was going to wear my ruse jacket today. I thought about wearing a ruse polo in addition to it. I thought about going full UMKC regalia today. Do you get any extra like apparel if you you know pa- pass your background check for becoming a professor? That's a great question. Um, I'd like it. I'd like to think they'd give me a little merch as a, but you know, for adjunct, probably not. I think you got to be like ten year track or something, mm-hmm. which probably mean I need a master's degree. Which, let's, let's face it, I'm never going to get. That would not be a good investment for where we're at, no. What if they gave it to me for free? What if UMKC offered well, me yeah, a free match? Sure, of course. It. Yeah, why not? At that point. Someone says, I want some money on the ruse last night. 610 convinced me to put some money down <laughs> on him. I told you all to follow me. <laughs> this was our time. Our time to win money together was on the ruse last night. How about this? The play on Sunday? On the road again? Against Oral Six Roberts. Six straight covers on the road? Mm-hmm. What do you think? You guys want in all? You guys want to? You guys want to back me? We can all go on UMKC. 
Well, as a, lifelong, as a lifelong Oral Roberts supporter, <laughs> I might have to put some money on Oral Roberts. <laughs> I might have to put some money on Oral Roberts. I'll back you, uh, Cody, when UMKC. I'll do it. Oral Roberts ran the mm-hmm. conferences that UMKC played in for a very long time. They were perennial conference. They were, you know, they were, that was the old times, though. You know, they used to be the team that went to the tournament. It's UMKC's turn. They got a real qualified I hope that head happens. coach. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty incredible if, if, as we all know, the front of their jerseys say Kansas City. If Kansas City's team uh, ended up in the tournament, that'd be pretty cool. So we'll, we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and, yes, I did very quickly Venmo you. Uh, as I mean, they, it might have been the under they, eight timeout. Well, look, I, when, they, when they didn't make a shot from the field the first nine minutes of the second <laughs> half, I knew I was screwed. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I did know that that wasn't going to turn out. Uh, how are things going to turn out, though, with some negotiations in the National Football League, specifically with Chris Jones? I, I found it to be kind of interesting, Cody, in the last 24 to 48-ish hours that m- multiple national reporters, most notably Diana Rossini over at uh, The Athletic now, continues to say that there's, quote, growing optimism that the Chiefs will keep Chris Jones with a new contract. And she also notes, of course, other interested teams are watching closely to see if this gets done. We all know plenty of other teams would have interest in uh, in Chris Jones. But I, I think it's interesting. It's not just Diana Rossini. Multiple national reporters have said they think this thing might be kind of close and there's a lot of optimism. And I think if you step back and recognize also what's the reporting been like on the LeJerry Sneed front? Uh, that both sides recognize that maybe a trade has to happen, that both are open to a trade on the Sneed part of a tag and trade, and the Chiefs have tagged Sneed. And then if, if you hear that, there's no way I can see them trading Sneed without also knowing they can retain Chris Jones. So it makes sense to me. If there's a lot of reporting suggesting, oh, the trade kind of is a likely thing here for Sneed, then it makes sense that there's reporting on the Chris Jones front that says, oh, there's a lot of growing optimism. Now, is that coming from the agent side or the team side? My guess is that's coming from the team side, that there's growing optimism that they're going to be able to keep Chris Jones. And if that happens, I, I still think that ultimately is probably the correct path to go. Retain the future Hall of Famer, deal with potentially in two years a, a number that maybe uh, doesn't equate to the double-digit sacks that you were paying for, but can you trade Snead, get a second-round pick back, and continue to stockpile young talent on rookie deals? I think it does make sense because for that reason, and Chris Jones the more important player as we've discussed, and there are enough teams interested in corner that those price tags might get a little bit high. The thing I've always held hope on in Chris Jones is because – You've made a fair point on if you're going to make me guess if he still gets this deal done, even though the reporting is like, oh, there's more optimism. I kind of remember some of that porting last year, and the same thing applies. If you didn't want to pay him last year, now why are you doing it? Other than it's what I've said, like all in on the three-peat, or Chris Jones is willing to take the number he was asking for last year, even though the cap jump would imply the fact that there could be more money somewhere else. Like, I was just trying to guess. Like, so I was, uh, I was, I told you on uh, Wednesday, I went to go play Meat Bingo with Pete Sweeney. Excuse me? We went to Kelly's down meat, in Westport. Meat, meat bingo. bingo. So, like, you know, you play bingo and it'd be like, hey, up for this one is two chimichurri steaks and a pork tenderloin. And if you win the game that they're playing, you get to take home the meat. Is this a popular thing? I mean, it sounds interesting. Once a month on Wednesdays. Dude, it's fantastic. It's just a, it's an excuse to just like so hang out like, at Kelly's, so have you, a drink, and then try to win meat bingo. So you go home and, and Emma says, "Hey, what are we having for dinner?" Oh, I just won a couple fillets. There were fillets up, like ribeyes as well. I didn't okay. win anything this time. Pete was one number away, but it didn't happen. But we were talking about the deals for, like, we we're talking about the deals for like Chris Jones and Lajerry Sneed. And he said he had told me he's like, I still kind of think if you made me bet right now, I bet neither would end up with the Chiefs. And then I was trying to ask myself which end of this. 
And I think I'm in the same camp. Not that I don't think the Chris Jones deals get done, but if you made me guess right now, if they get either of them signed, I'll guess no, because history would tell me they haven't got any of these bigger contracts signed unless it's Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes. Look, I have plenty of faith in what Brett Veach will do. I think he's earned that uh, based off of the success that he has had. He's the best general manager in football. But I'll, I'll be honest, I would be very concerned if you told me that both ended up not on this roster next year. I don't think you can let that happen. To me, if you're going to tell me they don't get something done with Chris Jones, well, then just tag Snead and, and, and go ahead and work out a long-term deal with him. I think it would be a mistake to tag him, trade Snead, and then also lose Chris Jones. I, I don't believe you trade Legereus Snead unless you know you're retaining Chris Jones. That, that, to me, is a massive mistake. You think so? I think you can live without both. It's the same thing. $30 million? I don't know. I get a couple of nice players for $30 million. I could probably figure out what to do with Chris Jones' money. And we're already talking about how they can develop corners. Like, I I prefer Chris Jones be here. I guess I should say that. I prefer Chris Jones be here. But I'm also not going to lose my mind if they let both walk and tell me they got a plan. I think I just have to have, I have, to have one of them back. Like, I don't think you – I mean, you're, you're going to lose two of the, your top three defensive players in the same offseason. I, I mean, in I, and, and one of them, I guess you would get a second-round pick for. Um, I, I just don't believe that both – uh, cannot be on this team this upcoming season. I think you can live with, I don't, again, it would not be my play. I, I would have paid Chris Jones. I told you I'd have traded Chris Jones if you weren't going to pay him last year, but I would have paid Chris Jones last year. He's been their most important player on defense for years. The question is always the age, the things you've pointed out about Aaron Donald and all those things. And it's just like, if you're, so it's always going to be a risk. I think Jones is a bigger risk financially, not just from the dollar sense, but just from like a, positional value and age and all those things. And look, there'll be some regular season games where Chris Jones takes off, not just because he's holding out or whatever, but because at least on, you know, like from like age position hurt, like Snead's just more likely to stay healthy. I think it's most likely scenario is neither. Second most likely scenario is Jones, no Snead. Third most likely scenario is Snead, no Jones. And least likely scenario for me is both guys are in Kansas City. Do you agree that this particular scenario that I'm about to bring up is kind of off the table? And that is that Snead just plays on the tag. At one point, I thought, you know, up two months ago that that was a possibility. Like, hey, we'll just tag him, Cody, yeah. and we'll let him play at 19 plus million dollars. I don't I think it's pretty clear now that that's not going to happen. I don't like, think they want it's, to eat it's, the full they, 19. Ba- it's based off of, or trade. Yeah. yeah, based off of the reporting, it's, hey, we're tagging him. We're letting him look around. We're going to look around maybe a little bit. Um, and we still would like to get a long-term deal done. Otherwise, we're trading him. I, I don't think he's playing at the $19.8 million number. So that that is the one scenario I think we can put off the table, which is, oh, he just plays it out on the tag. It seems like the least likely. I think that's why they're holding out on the tag. I do think they would still tag him. I don't think here's the still like, tag him, but yeah, with the trade. idea of getting a, a deal done, if not trade him before the draft, I would. So when you said, Hey, you can't start next season with neither of these guys in the team. And, and I'm saying you, you can, you got to work it away, but there's a way in which I'd be confident. You can't let both go for free. I'm very confident in. You can't just be like, well, we'll take the comp pick for both of you. Enjoy your free time. Well, I think that's why, that's they're ta- why the tag thing for Snead is, is so likely. They know they could have got what if, if Snead just walked and they didn't tag him. Uh, what a third round comp pick in 2025, I think was what I yeah. saw. So they know at minimum that's as high as you can get. So, well, no, I so saw that. They know they can just get with not even tagging them. That's why I think they're tagging them. They potentially can get a second round pick for Legereus Neat, or they can work out a long-term deal. 
the question of working on a long-term deal to me will just come down to what they're able to get done with Chris Jones or not get done with Chris Jones. Remember that the actual official tag deadline is four days away. Yeah, and the biggest difference between these two players right now is Jerry Sneed has never gotten a check. Not a single one from the end. I mean, he's made like $5 million, right? I mean, he was a fourth-round rookie. He's only played on his rookie deal. He hasn't made any money by NFL standards. Sure, for me or you, I guess I'd take it over a four-year run. But by NFL standards, he's never gotten the check. Chris Jones has already gotten the check once. That's what I do think makes his deal easier to negotiate if you're the Chiefs. Like, if you're trying to, like, finagle some money on the front or the back or the signing bonus or the, you know, like, there's a lot more wiggle room in the, hey, can you help us out a little here or a little there for Chris Jones because he's gotten a big payday before. Which your seat's never gotten paid. He's got to view this, especially because corners are the second most likely position to me other than running back to fall off the face of the planet out of nowhere, he's got to make sure he gets his one big payday. And I don't I don't blame him for that. Get your one big payday. 19 million would be four times more than he's made his entire NFL career just a player under the tag. It would be, and that's, that's what I wonder, too, the, the reason why there seems to be some mutual agreement, at least why a trade could be explored. You know, you, you sometimes want to find out what your value is. Sometimes we view it on the free agent market. Hey, go, if you're Chris Jones, find out what you're worth on the free agent market. In this case, if you're Sneed, Kind of find out what you're worth on the trade market. What what do other teams think you're worth as well? Maybe yeah. maybe you realize that the potential deal the Chiefs are willing to do with Snead. It's maybe it's not that bad. Maybe it's not that bad of a deal. Maybe it is. I don't know the answer to that. But what are other teams offering? Not just the Chiefs, of course, have to agree to the pick compensation. But does your agent, if you're Legarius Snead, has he found a much better deal than what the Chiefs are willing to offer on a long term deal? My guess is probably that they can find somewhat of a better deal. Uh, elsewhere, because the Chiefs, I, I think there's been a clear reluctance, with the exception of Mahomes, Kelsey, basically, to pay the top dollar at your position. And Jones, we're going to find out if he's also the exception to the rule. This always comes back down to the ring thing, too, where does it make it easier to leave knowing you've got all those in your back pocket, or does it make you really want to stay? I feel like it's it's somewhere in the middle when you're in the middle of back-to-back. If this were a year removed from a Super Bowl and you're like, I got two rings and it's time to get paid, it's easier to just be like, eh, I've done the success thing and that's cool and I hope to do that in my next spot. I'm going to help them do that, but I'm going to go make sure I get paid and then I'll try to bring them back to the winning ways versus it's a little harder in this exact scenario because you're not just leaving a place in which you have rings and are comfortable and are ready to get paid. You're leaving a place in which they are chasing a historical thing that they've never chased before. And it's a little bit different if the Chiefs tell you they're not going to pay you, which I do think is a little bit what's happening with Snead. It's not that they're saying they're not going to pay him. They're just like, we're not going to pay you what you want. <laughs> you know, we're going to pay you that number. That's crazy. So go find your number. Go see what another team will pay you. We'll see if we can get the compensation worked out for a second round pick. And that's it. So you think I'm going to guess I ranked mine out based on the way you're talking. Your most likely scenario is Jones. No Snead. Correct. Your second most likely scenario is Sneed, no Jones? Correct. Then neither, and then both, or both and then neither? Both, really aren't, both aren't being on this. Both aren't on this team next year. Okay, so you think I mean, it's I just, more likely to kind of eliminate right? that. I just don't, I don't believe they're signing Chris Jones long-term and signing Sneed long-term. I just don't see that happening. No part of their history has suggested they would do that. And generally speaking, that's just not the case. We went over the list yesterday. You as a Chiefs fan should not get upset. There's going to be... 12, 15 names of players you really liked. You're like, oh, they were a good player. What are they going to do without, you know, Willie Gibbs is a good player. 
Tommy Townsend was a good player. Like, oh, Creed Humphrey. You know, like, there's going to be people that walk out of this door. Very talented players. Just very, yeah. yeah. That are going to go be starters for big money for other teams, especially if Brett Veach keeps drafting at this level. You got to just kind of accept it. But the smart, they're smart. Some of these are smart business moves as well. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, as low as punter, you know, punter, when we're talking about positional value, what they have done with signing Matt Ariza and we all assume letting Tommy Townsend obviously walk. Sure. Like that's a smart football and business decision. You know, they're going to pay basically a league type of minimum deal for a punter versus paying three point, whatever million dollars it is for Tommy Townsend. That doesn't mean Tommy Townsend hasn't been good, but Matt Ariza could maybe be the same, if not better. And for cheaper, like those are when you're dealing with the cap and the tight margins that exist, even though it goes up every year, if you can save $2 million, on your punter, you're gonna you're gonna and you yeah. don't think the the, the uh, performance is gonna be a huge dip, then you're gonna do that, and that applies to other positions as well. Punter is the most obvious one. Yeah, Ward is you know like Shavarius Ward is a really great example of that. Recently, he was there when when Shavarius Ward left, he was their number one corner. He was the best one on the roster, but not as good as what they have now. You know what I mean? That's no. that, and that's the difference where we because we've all brought up the well, they if they if they let if they trade Snead, it's just another sign they refuse to pay top tier you know top tier corners. Well, with all due respect to Ward, who has been very good in San Francisco, Trent McDuffie and Snead are better. You know McDuffie what I mean? For sure, Snead still limited sample size. Hey, Fair, Ward okay, probably fine. had a similar I, one. I'd, I'd call those more even, okay. but that's fine. I don't. I think it's splitting hairs, right? I wouldn't argue yeah. that. Steve's I don't better, know but. if Ward ended a season in Kansas City ever where we said, "Man, he might be one of the three best corners in football." That's We're kind of saying that a little bit about Snead, and largely because of the run he had in the postseason after a really good regular season. So yeah, that's probably fair. Look, I'd, I'd give the edge to Snead. I just think McDuffie's one of the best, definitely one of the best in the NFL, and I think Snead had one of the best years in the NFL. But there's a four-year evidence where, like, he's a good corner. And then this year he was a great corner. Is True. that just a one-year example? Well, Ward had like a couple put together, and we don't know. Same thing, right? He had that great final year in Kansas City, and of course it got him paid. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Someone brought up, you know, what about Dave Merritt, whose his name has come up recently, the, sure. the chief secondary coach. We know he interviewed for the defensive coordinator job in San Francisco. A lot of people seemingly have interviewed for the defensive coordinator job. Uh, he's going to be a defensive coordinator at some point. The question is just, is this his time? We mentioned that yesterday, but does that go into your thinking at all? When you consider uh, moving on from a corner, someone asked on the text line, not really. And that's not, not not disrespect to what he's obviously has done, but coaches do leave all the time. Positional coaches do leave. And I don't think you say, oh, we can't move on from Snead because we don't know if the next guy can develop our next young crop. I don't, I don't think that's how you operate. Like, I don't don't think you're thinking, man, man, once Spags loses uh, Dave Merritt that, you know, they're just not going to be able to develop young guys. We better sign Snead long-term. Like that would be like, not that's not even meant to be a shot at anybody, but just I don't think you operate thinking, yeah. Once we lose this positional coach, we're just we're just not going to be able to develop that position anymore. I feel like if Spags left, that would be sure. a bigger question than than Merritt leaving because Spags is obviously the you know he is the DC, sure. he's the guy that's in charge of that that whole unit. Flipping over to the baseball side for just a minute. Yeah, this uh, afternoon, two o'clock, Royals baseball on oh, six ten. Oh, on the air is it? Oh, right Cole here. Reagan's on the bump. Yes. Coming off uh, well, another four strikeouts coming today. Can we bet? Can we bet the strikeout total? So. We're training. Training. Cody wants to bet on everything now. He went. Well, I lost money on Auburn the night before because <laughs> saving he, that meat bingo the, game. I the, was losing with the, Pete. The ruse get him back onto the board, and he's ready. I, I, I just uh, <laughs> I bet like one or two things a day, not five to seven. So yeah. like I'm more of the this light. This is my uh, this is my lighter time of the year of betting. Yeah. No, I mean I think it is for everybody. Less NFL. 
March Madness, though, it's about to kick up, and then you Absolutely. and I are full bore once again. Yeah, suddenly everybody is an expert on the 15-seed blank team out of the, the SoCon. I am, and I'm giving myself credit. <laughs> yeah. the only qualified expert on them is the way it sits. No, but on the baseball side, yesterday I mentioned Brady Singer from a pitching perspective, what a swing player he was. And then as I was thinking about it after the show, I realized that they have the identical problem on offense, as in their offense can take a significant swing forward if this player has a big year, and I think they will. It's MJ Melendez. I'd asked Vern about him on Wednesday. MJ Melendez is going to have a great year. I'm convinced that the talent is absolutely there, and what has been holding him back for this time is, look, some of it was fixing some of the swing mechanics. He had kind of a long swing and working through some of that stuff midseason, which he did successfully rather than being sent down to the minor leagues, which at the time I thought was the right call to get MJ Melendez right. But they're no longer screwing with him at like multiple positions, world baseball classic. Let him play he's outfield. Had, he's just playing outfield. MJ Melendez, corner outfielder. That's it. That's all it is. He's in there. I think the hitting comes along with that. I'm expecting a big year from MJ Melendez. I think there's something to be said for the, we talked about it a little bit last year, the playing one position. And is that mess you know, with you a little bit. I I do wonder if you're going to just play the outfield position, which is fine. This off season, did he, did he improve? We know he's got the athleticism. That's not the question, but there was times where it's a little adventurous, right? Fair to say adventurous in the outfield. Um, Uh, Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Does that get better now that there is clearly one focus and another off season of just focusing in on that particular area of his game? I know everybody wants to just look at the hitting, but there were times it was also defensively. Uh, it was rocky. It, it was it, it wasn't solid very, very often. So yeah, I mean he's got he's got the the skill set of course, and there's a reason why you should think he can hit 30 home runs and and things like there's you see it flashes consistency. That's going to be the that's been the story so far throughout his career. He was so. just and I look. I, I can't, Jesus, I can't count how many Maybe times. Maybe we'll get MJ on next week or something. Um, I can't count how many times in the history of being a Royals fan that you're like, what about that second half? <laughs> so I I'm, I want to be careful there. That applies to the team as well. But but after he made those adjustments, the difference is, is like for an entire team, that's one thing, right? Saying, look at the team's second half, too many variables. For one player, for especially a player who plays every day, not a pitcher who goes – Maybe it's an eight-start sample size we're digging into. A guy who plays every day. MJ showed vast improvements in the second half after he had made those adjustments. I still think 25 home run corner outfield MJ Melinda's there. Matter of fact, I'm probably going to, like as far as futures bet goes, I probably am going to bet on his home run total. Because I do think that it's there and that it'll be there for a longer stretch this year. Yeah, I mean, when you look at him and, and you you see flashes, you probably would say, well, he sh- that guy's probably like a 30-home run guy. Yeah, because when he's hot, it like yeah. it, it tracks. And I mean, the same thing, he's, less pressure he, on him. Rain throw, Vinny, less pressure on him in the lineup. I think that's true. I, I also think much like the Brady Singer conversation, if you think this team is not just improving from 56 wins to 68 to 70, and you think that they're 78 plus wins and having a huge jump, well, add him to the list of the players that have to have a huge season and step up in a big way. So while there's no pressure, if you're thinking bigger picture and getting really excited about what this team might be able to do, that involves him along with Brady and some other guys we'll keep mentioning to have big time years. Thinking of that, we'll keep talking some Royals baseball. We're just getting started here on a Friday. Who could surprise us the most this upcoming season? And one big reason Cody does not fear the rest of the AFC West.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Just getting started here on a Friday. We'll get back to the NFL, some free agency talk. 12 days or so away from the start of NFL free agency. And we know there's that legal tampering period. So really by March 11th or 12th, you'll really start to find out a lot more on potential targets. We know the combine's going on in Indy. I don't know if it's just because we're in KC. I said this the other day, like the combine just doesn't do anything for me whatsoever. Like I, I feel like nothing's really come out of it so far this week. No, I mean, it's mostly just like the goofy stuff, like Caleb Williams asking a teammate something, and I guess that video of Michael Penix and Drake May throwing those passes in the hallway was kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, Penix has got a got an arm, no no um, doubt. But, like, that's – it's And like, the rest of it is media members talking about how great the cocktail sauce is at St. Elmo's. I'm sure it's great. But, like, that's basically what – how can I describe and sum up the scouting combine? Um, it's It's a lot of people making a big deal about stuff that really won't matter by the time the draft starts – and it's media members talking about how great the cocktail sauce is across the like street. Like linebackers running four four forties, which ten of them did. So yes. I guess it's not impressive anymore. <laughs> like what? I'm uh, being honest. So like up until like two years ago, it was like three in the history of the NFL. This year there were ten. It's it turns out defensive linemen are faster. People are bigger, stronger, faster. And hey, Andy Reid in an I interview just, this week. Uh, it's fine if people like it. It's already said. I mean, he, he admitted that he's like, yeah, the reason why I go to the combine, it's not, I don't need to see them do the drills. He's like, I just want to talk to them. Yeah. Which makes that make sense. But that point being, you got coaches that didn't even show up to this thing. You got some that are there that, that have won multiple championships in a row now that are admitting like, yeah, we, like watching the stuff, the drills, I not a big deal. I just, I want to talk to these kids in the interview process and get to know them and, and use that for some of my 
Pro days that are the bigger matters. deal because you're able yeah. to be right there next to them while they're doing the drills. Where the combine, you're just sitting in the stands. You can watch them, but it's a lot more, yeah, as you guys said, the interview experience, being able to sit down and chat with them now that the seasons are done for both, obviously. And I'll help you out. Breaking news. <laughs> the Chiefs have met. With a number of college prospects. That's right. Whoa. Reminder, just because someone, yeah, <laughs> like, the, the latest one like today. Maybe a, like 100, <laughs> like just so many. Saw today, Xavier Worthy, tied into Texas, met with the Chiefs. Yeah, he probably met with 30 other teams. I saw the defensive end from Missouri, you know, like it's, I don't know. I mean, the only one that would shock me at this point is if Caleb Williams met with the Chiefs. The so Chiefs like, should meet with really the Chiefs should meet with any <laughs> quarterback that the Raiders or Broncos maybe could take. So not Caleb Williams, so but like Michael Penix, Michael Penix they May should and... meet with just to get to know them a little bit, you know, just to find out maybe what they're going to be dealing with in the future. <laughs> and they just ask questions like, "What's your biggest weakness? What scares you on the field the most? What kind of coverages don't you like?" Just ask them questions about the type of play that they have. How do you think it would be to go up uh, against Patrick Mahomes if you had to play him twice a year? What do you think that'd be God, like? God, dude, I think it would suck. All right. It's a good question. And then they for come in and be like, you know, we yeah. met with Penix sure. and we were blown. They think the guy stinks. And they're just like, we were blown away. Maybe the best prospect since Patrick Mahomes. Broncos take him. He stinks. And then they just move on with their lives. Just openly sabotage other teams' quarterbacks. Meet with the Dunze. Like, Look, let's, like, let's. Hey, man, just when you go out there, run that 40. You know, just go ahead and, and just completely tank it, please. Be bad in these meetings. Mm-hmm. Like Travis Kelsey, you're talking about this. Mm-hmm. Dude, this whole conversation around quarterback. Is exactly why I think we don't make as we don't make a big enough deal when like people are like, well, you know, the Raiders and the Broncos don't know their quarterback yet, but but you know they could get it right this year, and then the divisions are challenging it. No, it's not. You know why? Getting quarterback is like really hard, the hardest thing to do in the entire sport. You are ten times more likely to screw up quarterback than you are to just get an average one. Not like just like one that's pretty good. I mean, that's what we said in Kansas City for all those years, right? We were like, whenever they find one, we always joked and laughed like, oh, like they're going to find the one. And now, obviously, they found the one and and he's the best quarterback in football. So, I mean, that was the same mindset we had in Kansas City. Let's not kid ourselves. Sure, but they're lying to themselves is what I'm saying. And now that I'm on the other side, they're just wrong. The only team to even moderately take seriously in this division for the next five years is the Chargers. Because I'll tell you right now, Broncos can take a quarterback and so can the Raiders. And they're both going to get it wrong. Because that's just what happens. They're both going to screw it up. And when they both get it wrong again, they'll be five years further down the road. And then, yeah, unless they're the Green Bay Packers, apparently, that's the only team that seemingly has figured out how to take a quarterback every single time in the draft and actually be successful with it. Everyone else, like the Broncos, have gone after Russell Wilson or took Paxton Lynch or the million other cavalcade of miserable decisions at quarterback. Because, and it's not even their own fault sometimes. It is, as we pointed out, incredibly difficult it's just one reason why i don't fear this like catch up in the division well there's no fear because the Chargers again, have a quarterback there's no fear because again you have the best quarterback so e- even if they let's say they are further back yeah i mean they draft jj mccarthy the broncos which i've told you jj mccarthy if there's one quarterback where i'm just like i don't think he's gonna be any good in the nfl that's probably the one i would pick that could be a first rounder mm-hmm. this year everybody always has one quarterback they think is a no doubter and one that they're not sold on jj mccarthy's the one that i'm not sold on having a great nfl career so pick whatever quarterback it is for you you have the best one though so it really doesn't it shouldn't worry you especially since Caleb Williams is going to the NFC so he's, he's probably going to Chicago to, to your point of earlier uh gold Kling is on that train where the measurements come out for Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, his hand size is too small <laughs> the, the the wingspan is not big enough just let him fall to 32 right. for us you know 32 mm-hmm. could you like Marvin be, Harrison Jr. at 32 that'd be the single biggest slide I honest to God I don't think we can create a fake scenario in which some unless he commits like 
uh, a cat, you know, like a capital crime. <laughs> well, that, don't that have to worry push, about playing football. Period. That, yes, that would that would push Marvin Harrison Jr. something on national television. That doesn't like matter anymore. He, that doesn't matter anymore, do, though, Drew. He could do a line of coke <laughs> live at the draft, and I don't think he'd go at thirty-two. I'm just gonna say it. I don't think that that scenario, like he's sitting at the draft table and people are still making a decision, and he actively did drugs there. <laughs> I don't think he'd go at thirty-two. Do you? Um, I no. think he would fall if he did, <laughs> he if he would, did he a would, line of coke would on fall, a table. He would fall a couple spots. He'd at be that fifteen. Point. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, he's not getting to thirty-two. Yeah, but we we the Laramie Tunzel. If the Laramie Tunzel situation happened again in two thousand twenty-four, Laramie Tunzel would not have fallen in the draft at all. Yeah. No. Yeah, that wouldn't have mattered now. I mean, it did then because it they was were still they were also they were still, still testing, testing for it. It's just the now the, the like, mindset oh, on it has changed. They're like, we don't care anymore. I just I. We overestimate sometimes, like, how quickly a team can turn it around by getting it right. And, like, this, what is this? What do you think the honest – let's say 10 quarterbacks are taken just generally in any given year in the first two rounds. 10 quarterbacks are taken by any team. It doesn't matter. You get what? One all-pro per 10? Like, over a couple of years, like, one all-pro, three mediocre – quarter, three good quarterbacks, right? Like, starter-level competency, and six who stink. Is that about the ratio? Yeah, I mean, as you know, we just compl- I mean, there are some years where everybody ends up viewing guys a certain way, and everybody's completely wrong, and it turns out to be a much better draft class. We've also seen some draft classes where, as much as people were critical of who went first, second, or third, they all sucked. You know, it didn't matter. There was there's some years where, hey, you happen to be a, you you happen to have one of the top picks, and no matter which one you would have drafted, they all would have been terrible decisions based off of what we now know, right? I mean that so that it's it's very challenging. We all know in Kansas City, it took a very very long time to find the future franchise quarterback that would be one of these special players. Again, they also didn't just find one. They found maybe the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, so it, it ended up taking a long time. It was well worth the wait now that the Chiefs are going for a three-peat and all that. So but. you said, J.J. McCarthy, if you're uh, – I, I love this answer for people. 913-586-7610. Who's the quarterback you want the Broncos taking? As in the guy you think – J.J. McCarthy. Gonna, yeah, no, I know for you yeah, it's that, yeah. but I want to know from everyone else. Yeah, J.J. McCarthy I, I for sure. Because every year there's a guy where you're like, oh, please let my team, let, like my opponent take that guy because I think they stink. I feel like J.J. is the easy answer, but I mean, you could maybe. I think Penix Jr. Y- could be a big you, bust. You could maybe really? say See, Penix I, Jr. I, I think it's to, between those two. I don't want them to draft Penix because I, 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 I kind of I like him as a person. Is that or you just like him as a player? Both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, McCarthy's not nothing personal. I just don't think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. There, there is an aspect to I, I, Jim Harbaugh didn't necessarily trust him to really show what he was capable because he, he would have moments where he'd have a ridiculously good throw, but he'd have other moments where he's he's completely off. Yeah, and but that, that, the but way that's that concerning Michigan, that Harbaugh's well, yes. like, I'm not going to let you pass ever. Uh, yeah, that, that's where I was <laughs> going like with that. it is that the way that Michigan runs their offense anyways is more run anyway is more run. So it's hard to really judge JJ McCarthy when he's only throwing the ball 17 times a game. But in the times that he did throw, he was, he was off sometimes. And also you don't for, for Penix, I guess the case is he was in an offense where they threw the ball all the time. He was going to have bloated stats anyways. And the conference wasn't as good as the SEC or the big 10 defensively. So that that's where your argument, I guess, can be made there. Are the Raiders going to wait a year? Plus, his wide receiver core is ridiculously good. Are the Raiders going to wait a year and just like see who they got? Nate O'Connell one more. I think they draft a quarterback at some point. Well, or they're going to, or they're going to sign Justin Fields. You know, trade for Justin Fields or sign Kirk Cousins. Something, something more like established. That. But yeah, I think drafting quarterback would be the smart move for that organization. But I wonder if they'll try the veteran market again. Kirk Maybe. Cousins in a Raiders uniform just is, is weird. Oh, I know. Well, I know. He seems like too nice of a guy for that. <laughs> 
He's yeah, no, he's yeah. just like he's a really he seems like a really nice guy. He seems very down to earth and polite and kind. That's not the Raiders. I'm glad that you've I come know. around on Kirk Cousins. I'm glad it took the quarterback documentary for I, you to look. I'm still be not a Kirk I still Cousins hater. Well, I was just talking more about his play before. I think I he's a very good quarterback. I think he's a giant dork, but that's fine. Very so good quarterback. Did you not like Kirko Chains? Where he had all the? Did, did you I not like that moment? I just okay. said I think he's a dork. That's all. That's different. That's that has nothing to do with his football. That's an aggressive. Acumen. That's an aggressive. I know, like dork is not as bad of a thing as you could call somebody, but it's vi- he's still also very, leaned into it. Like he's yes, accepted. Agreed. He's like, oh, look at me, Mister Dillard. Like he's a Cole's he, cash. Cole's cash. He's no. accepted. He's accepted his lot in life. That's fine. Yeah. Versus like the the stories that were coming. What was that? Uh, oh, that was Stafford's wife who was like, he doesn't know anything about anything that's going on with any of these players. He can't. He can't talk to these guys. He's the old man, and they're too young, and he doesn't get it. Cousins seems to, like, try. Like, I bet, like, Kirk Cousins someone's like, hey, man, you got to listen to the new Meek album. And he's like, okay, I'll try. And he's, like, listening to it in his car ride in, and it just seems awkward, but he took a photo yesterday or two days ago. He was at a dentist office. He was joking about getting yeah, grills. grills. Yeah, and, and Justin Jefferson respond, you know, responded to the Instagram post or whatever. Someone says it wouldn't be any different than Derek Hart. Now that whole oh, family. Oh, again, this is where it's like this is where the Kirk Cousins stuff goes too far. Kirk Cousins a way better quarterback than Derek Carr. Agreed. Way better. Someone said David Carr. I knew what you meant. Derek Carr. Yeah. Still. Same, by the way, same applies to both. They, actually, say, David Carr you might know, be kind of a bit of a jerk. Toss though. Darren in there too. You know, just get the whole. They, I think like two thirds of that family's oh, got yeah, me blocked on Twitter brother anyway. or whatever. Yeah, like the younger brother. Yeah. That was the one when uh, I think it was David Carr who responded to me on Twitter when I said. Boy, the Carr family talks like they would bury a dead body for their brother at any moment. He was like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, wait, that wasn't a compliment, dude. You shouldn't, even if it's your brother, you should just bury a dead body. Yeah, that might have been David. He's He said a lot Darren last year. Blocked. I haven't seen him for a while. Darren, I think David also has me blocked. Derek might be the one I don't think I'm blocked, but I don't know what you guys have been doing. The whole Carr family does what not you like doing, my man? analysis of... No, Kirk, oh, you just said they're a Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. No more Kirk Cousins slander. For multiple years. Enough. Enough of it. Glad the quarterback documentary <laughs> yeah. came out to show people. You've had it with Kirk Cousins. He's a very Snyder. good quarterback. Well, we'll see. Um, I do, by the way, for the random question today, I want to tease that early today. I got to ask you, so a popular Reddit trend is, am I the a-hole? And I got a specific example for you guys involved. You read this me. every day? Not not every day. It's just a, it's just a popular uh, question-asking format. Am I the a-hole? So that's the random question today. It's specifically something that happened to me today. I got to find out what whether or not do? I'm a jerk or not. Well, I'll tell you during the random question, you can you can make a decision on it. Okay. I, I need. Do you have I multiple need, examples? No, this is a Just this is one a time. very specific today. thing that happened today, mm. and I need I need to know so whether. Real or quick, not, do you think without we'll wait till the Do you think you were 50 50 hmm. I uh, actually man. think at the moment at the moment I felt very good about. I felt fine about it. Didn't regret it at all. Didn't feel like a jerk. I sat on it a little bit, and I was trying to decide if maybe, maybe I was like on the fringe. I thought maybe so, it was a fringe situation. Okay. Text line says the reason why nine one three five eight six seven six ten that I'm defending Kirk Cousins because it's my secret triplet. Someone I've got this again. Think if I, you worked out, yeah. So well, they said Alex, uh, me, uh, Kirk, and Jeff Darlington. They think all three of us look alike. I don't, I don't see Jeff, Jeff Darlington. Darlington. Someone said that during the uh, the, the yeah. Super Radio row. Someone just texted that in. Again, Kirk, maybe there's some there's some similarities there, but again, you, you got to put on wearing butt You got to put on like thirty. You got to put on thirty more pounds. Definitely and get, need get to work muscular. out. Yeah, well, yeah. Quarter you know. zips. There's some things that have got to help. Well, I got the qu- quarter, quarter zips. zips. Quarter zips. I'm covered there. It's it's more the it's the uh, you know putting on thirty pounds of muscle. Yeah, 
That part might be a bit mm. of a stretch. Yeah. Um, at least for the time being. I'd mention MJ Melendez as it relates to the Royals. And the Royals baseball get on the air today at 2 o'clock on 610 Sports Radio. Cole Reagans will be on the mound. He does not qualify for this question because I don't think he can surprise you anymore. Which Royals player do you think will surprise you the most this season? 913-586-7610. My answer is Alec Marsh. I was going through the rotation stuff, and maybe I'm just too high in the rotation. But, you know, look, I think Cole Reagans could come back to a more normal setting. I like what they get in Lugo. I like some of the consistency with Waka. Marsh, to me, is the guy kind of laying in the weeds a little bit that we haven't spent much time talking about because he was sixth fiddle, seventh fiddle. He was way further down the list of pitchers that were coming up through the Royals organization that people were actually counting on. And I'm not trying to pretend he didn't have, like, it wasn't great when he came up for the half a season. He was just thrust into action last year. He feels like the fifth guy when the second you think it's Daniel Lynch uh, that replaces Jordan Lyles, Jordan Lyles gone for whatever. They need an extra starting. They're like, oh, it'll just be Lynch, right? Or, or Bubich is back from the injury. It's going to be Marsh. I think he is the step-up guy in the rotation and in the second half, again, last year and at home last year, there are some ancillary numbers that suggest he could surprise everyone. If I'm going to choose a surprise player for the Royals this year, go to Alec Marsh. To the point where you think he ends up in, in the rotation or more by that the end, yeah, by the I, end of the year? I think he makes 15 to 18 starts for this And team. look, we know there's always injuries. Like, no matter yeah. how you, you know, every team, there's there's no way you're going through the, you're starting five out of, out of camp. There's no way you're going that the distance. There's going to be some guys that that deal with injuries, hopefully their short-term IL stints. For me, actually, I'll go position player. I'll go with Michael Massey a little bit. So last year was a weird season. I, you know, he he got off like the team to a horrific start. Yeah. I mean, it, it was brutal to watch. It's pretty bad. Then in May, okay, numbers improved, June numbers improved. Then he gets that weird uh, laceration on his finger. And just when he was starting to play a little better, that set him back. He went on the IL for a little bit. Never was the he same. He showed me that once. It, it was weird. It was still like swollen like two months later. It was a good cut that he had. Um, and so it, I think inconsistency is the perfect way to describe his season. Had 15 home runs. The reason why he won the job last year at second base was because they thought, okay, he's going pro- to yeah. provide a little more power. I think he has a chance to be more of a 20 home run guy this particular season. And if not, look who's behind. They went out and signed uh, Alex Frazier. Uh, Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier. Sorry, Alex Frazier. Thinking my name for a second. Uh, Thinking Adam, yourself. Adam Frazier. Um, and so I think he's got an opportunity to surprise some people because they got some veteran help behind him. If not, if not, they will go to Adam Frazier if he gets off to another bad start. The thing to like about Michael Massey as a surprise guy is he's probably going to be hitting like eighth. Dude, if you get 20 home runs out of your eight guy and a 300 on base percentage. 15 last year. I'll, I'll live with that. And he what, played 130 games yeah, But he was so inconsistent. Wildly wildly inconsistent, but he's also I mean, a, he's on base with 274. He's one of the few guys I felt like in the evaluation year that I'm like, I'd still like some more time to evaluate the level of play. You're getting at a Massey, not against he could get more. Just I'd like some more evaluation time on him specifically versus just, let's say, hand the job to Adam Frazier. But maybe, maybe, maybe Michael Massey could end up being more of a utility guy where he does still play 130, 140 games. But they mix him up a little bit. The problem, because he, he was really good at second base. Gold glove caliber at second base. So what you're talking about is like, if you're a 20 home run guy and you're a gold glove caliber second baseman, I can live with your on-base percentage being 300. The other two parts of that facet work. They just do. Someone eventually is going to have that, like Mike Moustakis hits 212, take a big jump up, or Mark Tian or some of these other guys in Royals history that eventually it does click for. I happen to think that guy is MJ Melendez this year. 
But I wouldn't be surprised offensively if it was Michael Massey. Uh, I'm going to go back to the bump, guys, and I'm going to go to the one and only fan or show favorite, Jordan Lyles. Jordan Lyles is your answer? See, so as a surprise? As a surprise yes, player? As a surprise. What because, does a surprise count for as Jordan Lyles? Uh, okay, by the so way. He, he was 6 and 17 last oh, year. Oh, we know. We know. What? <laughs> How did he get to 6, <laughs> man? We, we know that record. What does a surprise. I, I would say. Would you guys be surprised if he reached double-digit wins? Yes. Absolutely. I also think there's a chance he's not even a five ERA. I mean, he might barely win the job out of camp as a fifth starter, and I don't think he'll. The reason why he's going to be a surprise. So before this past season, the only two seasons where he had double-digit wins were the two years prior. I think he bounces back. The ERA is 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 whatever to me. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give you an ERA. I'm going to say he reaches double-digit wins. He's off to a good start, guys. I know he's only pitched two innings in spring training. One hit allowed. No earned runs. We're off to a good yeah. start to 2024, boys. And I think that Jordan Laos, <laughs> if he can, because as, as Vern said last week, if he can be a number five that is serviceable enough, get through your five or six innings and then get the hell out of there and not have that big inning where it seemed to at least come up a lot, just, just get in there, do, do your job, and then get out. And maybe that's a, a managing thing to not let him go too far, too, too long in a game. I, I think that he can give you double digit wins. He, uh, Andy Rogers had a, a story, a write up on him a day or so ago, talked about one thing he did work on. He believes the velocity is going to be up this year. I haven't really seen it yet, uh, but that's something that maybe impacts him. The only thing we, we talked about this last year when we were having we're fun with, the, with the, the Champagne Lyles stuff and everything. We, we know what he is. Like, you know what I mean? Like He's we, a fiver we, run. We, we, we know what he is. Fifth starter. He usually usually is a guy that eats up innings on bad baseball teams. That's I mean, if we're calling it like it is, that's been the story that's of his, his career. And good for him. He's had he's had a thirteen year career, yeah. made millions and millions of dollars. Hey, no shame in that whatsoever. But we we kind of know what he is for the most part. He's a guy that eats up innings on bad baseball teams. And this year, what's exciting about this whole scenario is they're not going to be counting on him as much to eat up those innings the way they were a year ago. They've got other options. Like if you're not, if he performs the same way he did to start this season, as he did last year, he will not be in the rotation. If he even starts in the rotation is the fifth starter this year. He could lose that spot depending on how spring goes. I'd be kind of surprised. I assume he'll start there. If he won 10 games. Yeah, I'd be surprised. I'm not willing to put a bottle of, Dom on no. again, I don't think. Also, as you know, win, win loss either. records for starting pitchers in 2024. It's just, uh, you know. No, if, but if he got 10 wins, I do think it would tell you a little bit of something about where the team was heading. Like, for instance. Tell me more won, about the bullpen. Yeah. He won 10 games two years ago for the Texas Rangers, who then the following year started to matter again, and then obviously last year won the World Series. He won 12 games for Baltimore two years ago, right as they started to become a relevant baseball team again. In a way... If Jordan Lyles gets to what he says, he's a 10-win pitcher for this team. It it doesn't tell you everything about Lyles. It tells you about how far this team has come. Yeah, that they can win 10 games yeah. with Lyles and that they are heading in a great direction Better overall. offensively, I, I think I, that helps. Offensively, definitely helps. But also, to me, it's the, it, it tells the story about the bullpen. I mean, if he's if he's, yeah. if he's getting you, you know, yeah, enough to qualify to, to win. Wins. But yeah, but that, the bullpen, I think, would factor into that scenario. We'll see, man. Don't you remember the one we thought for sure that we had lost the champagne Lyles, that I, that I was never going to buy the bottle, is when he pitched like eight shutout innings and they lost. Yes. <laughs> it yeah. was like he came out and dealt. Jordan Lyles couldn't have been better. It's like seven shutout innings, no runs. And then the Royals bullpen blew. And you're like, well, oh, God, there was two. There was that one. And the one where they had like a 12 nothing lead or something. And 
I don't remember what it was. Eight, nine, ten run lead, and they blew it. Yeah, his last couple outings. I mean, so Ugh. he had, yeah, there there were a couple outings where you're like, wait a second. So I, I guess, yeah. Cody, are you saying that he could, so sorry, Gold, are you saying that Jordan Lowes is attributed to the Rangers World Series because he got double-digit wins and they all of a sudden became a No, I just think that, like, it's, it's, a, good, it's, it's a good momentum. sign of the momentum of an organization. The two, if you're wondering. August 9th, uh, last year against Boston, he went eight innings, gave up four earned, and the team lost in that game. And then uh, he had an eight-inning outing, eight innings against the Cubs, gave up four earned runs, and the team lost in that particular outing. Those were the two that we thought, oh, for sure, there's no way he's going to get They to also lost in champagne. a game where he went five and a third and only allowed one run, or three runs, sorry, and they lost. What was the one where, God, they had like that 12-run lead? That was the one I can't remember. Oh, there it is. Eight innings, two earned runs, and a win. So, look, there was some games in there for him. He had to win his final two outings, man. I don't nine know how one, he got to six, but he got there. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten from the eight one six. There's no way you guys actually think the Royals have a chance at the division or even winning seventy five games, a hard right? Shot for I mean, the division. But two very different questions, right? Saying, do I think I can win the division versus can I win seventy five? Their win total over under in Vegas is seventy three and a half. It seventy five is not an insane number. Now we all know that would be a twenty one almost twenty or yeah twenty win improvement basically. Yep. From where they were 19, at, whatever. yeah. 20 win, 19 win improvement, which is is nice. It's very difficult to do in baseball, but I think with some of the moves they made in the offseason, yeah, I, I think this could be a 75-plus win baseball team. I, I think they got a 50-50 shot of being a 75-win team. I think they've got like a 5% shot, 10% shot of being a division winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think it's zero chance, but I wouldn't put it at a high likelihood yet, not until I see more of this team on the field. Coming up next, we learn some more details on what the future of college football can look like, what it means for all three local schools, and one thing that might finally be changing about the NFL in 2025. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.